Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Mining Stock Daily. My name is Trevor Hall. Thank you for joining us today. Fridays are usually held for our in-depth CEO interviews. We originally had lined up Mickey Fulp, the mercenary geologist, uh, for today's show. Unfortunately, we ran into some technical difficulties with the content uh, we were going to run, and we're not going to be able to get that out today, but we will be sure to put it on the docket and table it for another date. But have no fear, we've got uh, something in the uh, backup plan that we can pull out here. We are actually able to sit down with Fred Ernest of Vista Gold Corp. We're going to chat with Fred about the recent news release they put out earlier this week about the ongoing metallurgical testing that they've been doing from the Mount Todd project in Australia. But first, a bit of an important announcement here for Mining Stock Daily. I'd like to welcome our first sponsor of the podcast, Minera Alamos. We'd like to thank Minera Alamos for their support of Mining Stock Daily. Minera Alamos is traded with the symbol MAI on the TSX Venture Exchange and with MAIFF in the U.S. OTC markets. Minera is an advanced stage exploration and development company with multiple low capex projects in Mexico. And you can read more about their development strategies at MineraAlamos.com. And speaking of Minera, one of their projects is the Guadalupe de los Reyes project in Mexico. They acquired that from none other than the Vista Gold Corp through an option agreement in October 2017. So there is a bit of a connection there with the interview we're going to run with Fred Ernest from Vista Gold right now. So thank you so much to Minera Alamos for their support of Mining Stock Daily. We really appreciate it. And before we do run the interview with Fred, I do want to provide full transparency. Vista Gold is a partner of Clear Creek Digital, and I do own shares in the company, so I hold an obvious bias of the project and the company. Vista Gold's Mount Todd project is a proven and probable gold deposit of 5.85 million ounces. It has the potential to be the fourth largest gold mine in Australia. Back in December, Dave Kranzler of the Mining Stock Journal wrote a little excerpt about Vista Gold. In it, he says this project is just too potentially lucrative to ignore, especially at a higher gold price in a mining-friendly jurisdiction. So we'll leave it at that and continue with our interview with Fred Ernest, CEO of Vista Gold. Welcome, everybody. This is Trevor Hall of Clear Creek Digital. I'm sitting in the office of Vista Gold Corp. and the CEO, Fred Ernest. Fred, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Trevor. I want to follow up with you because yesterday, earlier this week, you put out some news in uh, updating uh, shareholders on a recent high-pressure grinding roll crusher and ore sorting test uh, on higher-grade samples confirmed from Mount Todd. Can you give us a little bit of insight on what why this is different than the met metallurgical test you did previously. Yeah, absolutely. In 2017, to demonstrate the the concept of being able to sort Mount Todd ore, we, uh, we prepared a 20-ton bulk sample. We drilled just specifically for that. The, when the assays were completed, the, those samples were 0.66, 0.667 grams per ton. And uh, and we were satisfied with that because we felt that if we could sort low-grade material, we could sort anything. And those those tests were phenomenally successful. Uh, you know, we incorporated the technology in our uh, in our feasibility or pre-feasibility study designs at that point, and uh, have and moved forward. There was some there was some doubts in the market. You know, mm-hmm. that are we going to have higher gold losses uh, if if you sort higher-grade material? Etc. And so, in order to answer those questions, we drilled and generated two 
two and a half ton samples, one grading 1.39 grams per ton, the other grading 1.7 grams per ton. And we sent those to Germany. We crushed mm-hmm. them uh, in the in the at uh, ThyssenKrupp uh, in, Industries uh, HPGR test facility. We screened the material at 16 millimeters, just like we have in the past. We sent the plus 16 millimeter material to uh, Tomra Sorting Solutions, and we sorted it. And and we've learned a couple of really important things, or we've confirmed a couple of things. Not really learned them. First of all, is that. The gold at Mount Todd, as we've known, is associated with the sulfide minerals in the quartz and calcite veining, and in the subsequent event, which was the, the insertion of uh, quartz veins that have gold in them. And and what we know is that this material, the quartz calcite veining and the quartz veining, the rock, those minerals are easier to break mm-hmm. in the HPGR crusher than the, uh, the gray wacky host rock. And so as we crush the material, the material that has the gold breaks into smaller particles unless it adheres to a fragment of the host rock. And so we get a concentration. Mm-hmm. We The fines are higher grade than the coarse material. And so it was important to know that, that we're not sorting high-grade material. We're sorting material. When we feed the, when we feed the, the, the crusher material that's 1.7 grams per ton, we're sorting material that's around 0.73 grams per ton because of this concentration, because the, the, the material that has the gold breaks more easily in the crusher. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, an important underst- that's an important concept to understand up front. Second of all, we found that, that as we sort this material, that the results are almost identical to the sorting that we did on the low-grade samples. We end up with almost the same reject grade. Our reject grades run between 0.1 and 0.2 grams per ton. Mm-hmm. Previously, they averaged uh, 0.13 grams per ton. In this, in this, these tests, uh, they averaged uh, about 0.13 grams per ton. Right. And so we're rejecting the same the same kind of grades. But the important thing is that we're losing less gold on a percentage basis because when we start with a higher head grade we reject a more or less constant tail, our, our efficiency, our recovery in the sorting circuit goes up. And so, so our gold losses are down. Right. And those are two important, two important facts that this testing program demonstrated. Right. So you have spent a number of years taking on the challenges of Mount Todd and the Batman deposit. And you kind of alluded to it before that there, there may have been, some, there's been naysayers throughout the industry over the years but it almost seems like you were methodically taking each step, you know, each step by step and answering, bringing solutions to providing those answers. Yep. Are we there? Are, are you there yet? I mean, because as long as I've been following Vista Gold, it seems like every year you're getting this thing closer and closer to almost a turnkey type of situation. It's like, you basically have the house all furnished, right? You're just looking for somebody to bring come in. You know, Trevor, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the compliment. Yes, we have been very methodical and very systematic in the way that we've approached the problems. You know, we just on the sorting side, we started out with small samples, and they gradually got bigger until we were sent a 20-ton bulk sample. We didn't feel like we needed to send 20 tons, but... You know, that first sample was low-grade. Now we wanted to address the issue. Can we sort high-grade? The answer is yes. Uh, you know, we, 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 we keep putting checks in boxes. Are we to the point that we're nearing the end? I believe so. 
you know, with the, part of the reason for running this test program is we wanted to generate higher grade samples for grinding and leaching tests so that we can develop uh, a, uh, a, a grind size grade recovery curve for the Mount Todd deposit so that we can update our, our preliminary feasibility study economics. We believe that we're going to be able to demonstrate at the, at the finer grind size of 38 to 45 microns, uh, constant tail recovery somewhere in the, in the 90, 91% range. And, uh, and that's probably as far as we're going to try and push this because the next step will require a significant investment. It will require more capital. We've been really focused on on achieving significant results without capital cost increases. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've succeeded in that. And so, you know, we continue to do everything that we can to position Mount Todd for development at the right time and at the right gold price. So you did mention in, in that the, the constant tail. So is that, is that the next step in defining? And how does that exponentially help the value of Mount Todd. The test work that was completed in July indicated that we were grinding fine enough that we were reaching a constant tail. We expect that that will be validated across a wide range of, of grades, not just low-grade material, but high-grade material and everything in between. And with that, we will then be able to incorporate that into the, the project economics. Sure. The impact is that, you know, well, first of all, just in, in big big terms and global terms, you know, we're, we're going from an 86.4% recovery to let's say something 91%-ish. That's another almost 5% increase in, in recovery. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, those are big numbers. When you're talking five, almost 6 million ounces, 5.85 million ounces of reserves, recovering another 5% of those ounces it's nearly 300,000 ounces. I did kind of want to uh, ask you kind of about the region now. We've seen news from Kirkland Lake, who's actually been somewhat of a poster child, I guess you can say, out of the uh, uh, mid-tier gold producers. Um, they've done some exploration work in the area outside of their mill, which is about 40 kilometers from Mount Todd. Any speculation um, with Kirkland Lake in the area? Has there been more eyes on it? Um, you know, you know, any any observation from your end of also working in the area? No, I I would just say you know that it's great to have exploration activity taking place in the in the in the district. I you know we're really pleased and happy for the folks at Kirkland Lake and for the work that they've done. I think that we're all facing some of the same challenges. You know that requires diligence and and methodical uh, approaches to things. And uh, you know I. I it's not it's not had any impact on on us or okay. our operations or plans, but uh, certainly, I think we both watch what one another are doing. Sure. Okay. So I did. Let's talk about financials and the share structure. So, uh, I was just looking at your chart, uh, the, the stock chart over the last couple of months. You've actually been on somewhat of a six seven week bull run. Uh, we got hit pretty hard in uh, September, October, November when. Most of the gold uh, explorers and developers got hit pretty hard. Uh, but for the last six or seven weeks, share price has been moving up. Uh, we've seen the gold price move up. You've been in this business long enough to where I trust your analysis. Where do you, how do you uh, correlate the share price in the last couple of weeks? Well, certainly, I think there, there's two factors. <clears throat> One is that we have had for many years a very strong correlation or leverage to the price of gold. 
we continue to to expect that 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 will that will remain a factor that as the gold price moves favorably our share price will will move upward and it and compared to most of our peers we believe that we will move up higher and more quickly now the other the other side of that is that where there's leverage is a two-edged sword and where there's upward movement there's also downward movement and you'll recall that early in november we had uh, some downward pressure on the price of gold at, at, at the same time that we were heading into tax loss selling mm-hmm. season. And, and it's really hard to say because nobody calls and says, we're selling shares for tax <laughs> selling reasons. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. But we know that it happens. We know that there's volumes, a certain amount of our volume on, you know, in, in certain weeks can probably be attributed to, to tax loss selling. And it, and it particularly happens the latter part of November and, and first first days or first week of December and because of the 30-day rule and everybody wants to be able to get back in after the first of the year if, if this is a stock that they really like and they're really just trying to mm-hmm. take advantage of, of and balance out some of their, their gains and losses. And, and so I think that that's always a consideration at the end of the year. But more importantly, I, I think that the, the important thing for, for the investor to realize is that Vista has enjoyed great leverage to the price of gold. We continue to enjoy great leverage to the price of gold and the work that we're doing now to be able to improve recoveries at Mount Todd will only strengthen that upside leverage. Okay. I mean, it, it, the, what we're doing now to improve recoveries with, just increases the amount of improvement in, in the project that we'll see for every incremental $10 or $50 right. improvement in gold price. Okay. Brett, thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to seeing uh, what happens in the next coming months. Well, Trevor, it's always a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you, and uh, best wishes to you and all your listeners. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.